Hello and welcome to episode 36 of the Talking Wednesday podcast. I am Dexterity Box, joined as always by Punk Chef 41. I hope this podcast finds you well. As always, it's been a um interesting weekend for football, really. The mm. League One football's definitely been interesting. I uh even if Very when mental. even if Wednesdays has has been a little bit hit or miss. But how has your week been before we get into all of that? Maybe one day this section at the start can extend to half of the podcast, us just chatting rubbish. I think we're That'd slowly creeping it we're out getting, now. Getting we are it. getting there. Go on. It's been a long week. It's been a very, very long week. And I'm ready to start in the new week, a bit more refreshed. All right, Michael Owen, calm down. I'd really like this week to end so the next one can start. That's Yes, that's how time works, Jake. Carry on. But it's been one of those where I've had to listen to my body and relax a little bit and not be too... On you had to make it ser- you had to make it serious so I look like an ass for mocking now. You don't look you? like an ass. Uh, yeah, well, I kind of do, don't I? But yeah. And if anybody watches it, they know that we take the Michael out of each other constantly. That's true. That's true. So I mean, I mean, it, I do, it does it look more like I bully you a lot of the time, unfortunately, <laughs> which is not a good look. If you you could probably put together quite a montage of me mocking you. Please but... don't do that. <laughs> No, you just did somebody a challenge. No. Um, <laughs> maybe a members only video at some point. Uh, mm. Right. So, yeah. How's your week been? Yeah, I should probably talk about that. It's It's been, do you know what? I'm starting to feel a bit more match fit now. You know, Ooh. I'm getting into this six day thing. My back's in bits, right? My back is in bits. Like, but I am, I'm at that age now where I moan about my I'll back. I'll send you as in the frame. Thank you. That's all right. Um, as long as you get me a lot of tea as well, Doc, yeah. As long as it's a bit of Yorkshire tea and I've always, I'm always near a kettle and I've got my brew and then I can have my... Can you get me one of those little bags that's on the wheels? You know, the ones that I can take to the shops and they've got the little... And I can make sure I've got my Zimmer frame in front of me and one of them behind me and I'll be, I'll be all right. That'll do. Like they, it's like stabiliser for like old people, isn't it? Pretty much. Pretty much. Now, it's... Uh, there's been a lot. Of, there's been a year and a bit of not moving that much, haven't they, mate? To be honest, and I did mm. do a quite a bit of moving in before, but like now, now I've upped it fully. It's a bit. When are you going to be gig ready? Oh, that, that when I'm... Ah, ah, interesting. We were talking about all that um, the other day. I went for, I went for a pint with the my long term uh, sort of like old, old best mate from sick form and. Uh, my long-term sort of guitarist. Um, And we are, we are thinking to put on some shows in summer. So obviously we've just missed this year, but like we think we will, we're probably going to do about three or four and not a lot, a lot. We're not going to do like a full tour tour, Uh, but we never taught, taught. We are constantly getting people asking about your music. Well, here's, here's here's the thing. We might put a gig on in Sheffield and I think it'd be a laugh to meet people there. Oh, that'd be good. Do you know meet what I mean? Greet. Yeah. Not, not a meet and greet, because that's a bit... No, but... Yeah, but like... <laughs> Can you imagine no, just... you're about to play a song? What do you think of Barry Bannon this <laughs> week? <laughs> that would be it, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> How long left do you think Moore's got? Uh... <laughs> Chantiri out! <laughs> <laughs> Mm, I'm, I'm seriously reconsidering this now. 
But I, no, I just thought it. <laughs> oh, it would be, wouldn't it? <laughs> Play I.O. Silver Lining. <laughs> oh, God, that's your what do you call it? You know, <laughs> that's my bird. wonder wall. <laughs> Oh, for, no, we we actually used to play Freebird. Did you? <laughs> well, Freebird was one of those where I was like, right, I'm sodding off. I'm going back to right. the bar. We also did um, Cliffs of Dover, which is when I was yeah. going back to the bar. Because uh, there were some gigs. Some gigs, the stage is too far from the bar. So yes. I used that time to go and cool down a little bit and then come back holding many drinks for uh, people to get clipped too close to the stage and then kick them all over the monitors. So, uh, Mm. yeah. No, I I think it'd be a laugh. I think it'd be... um, It's a way of getting people into one of my gigs. Yep. (laughs) No. (laughs) um, uh, (laughs) To be fair, we always do... It's always nice to play Sheffield. We always play Sheffield. We always... Mm. Make sure we do a venue. You just have to warn the band in advance. It'll most likely you might get you might get some questions about football. Yeah, um, not really put, football like my band. To be honest, I'm if, you, if you put on, lad. if someone comes in with a Mohawk, he's not allowed in. I will kill you. <laughs> We've got flashing lights, Jake. That could be fun. Oh, that would be fun. So I'll I'll be the one in the corner with my sunglasses on, going, "It's lovely, this." <laughs> Or the one on the floor, probably <laughs> most likely. Like we've we've actually got in practicing penalty kicks. He's fine. <laughs> we've got um, we've got when we actually use our own setup combined with a venue setup. We've got mm. we've got um sound activated lasers, so they they follow. We usually put it behind the drummer because they follow the drums. They're mm. pretty cool. Um, but yeah. Anything to distract from the bang average music, really. Right. <laughs> so, Sheffield Wednesday. This week, Sheffield Wednesday played Shrewsbury Town on... Uh, How, housekeeping. How, oh, housekeep, housekeeping. Um, <laughs> so, we've got... Yeah, no talk... Talking Wednesday podcast reviews on Apple Podcasts, but please go over there, leave us a five-star review, and we will read your rating. But I haven't checked Podchaser in a while, which is the Apple alternative. I don't really... I, I do have Apple's ecosystem on my um, Mac, but I don't on my phone, so I understand why some people are struggling with that. Podchaser yeah. is one we always link in the description, so if you would like to leave us a review on there, that's a lot easier if you're not into Apple's ecosystem. Now, I've missed a few, so I'm just going to read a couple I don't recognize. One from Mark with five stars saying, good stuff. I appreciate the guy time you guys put into this. We're all Wednesday, aren't we? One from, um, I'll go for Cole as well. Oh, no, actually, I won't. I think I read that one out because that was that was last season. But thank you, Cole C, if I've not read yours already, but it's talking about last season. There's... One from S. Billard saying, rate good podcast for any Wednesday night. Keep up the good work. We're all Wednesday, aren't we? Thank you for that one. Much appreciated. One from Tom, just Tom, five star saying, do my bit just to help the lads out. Top quality podcast. Great to just chill out and listen to listen to or want to keep update with all things Sheffield Wednesday. Dex and Punk of great banter and truly are in- truly are entertaining hosts. They've oh, also built nice. a great community in and around the podcast during and post lockdown. If you love the club, you'll love the podcast. Only thing that needs improving is it needs a bigger audience of people listening week by week. 
Keep it up, lads, and I look forward to the next one. I agree with that. I appreciate that. Also, yeah, I just realised I didn't that. know my... Go on. I didn't realise MySpace Tom listened to Wendy as a Wendy fan. MySpace Tom, yeah. No, biggest fan. Biggest fan. Well, that's why he made MySpace blue. Um, yep. That What is happening to us? That is literally like <laughs> bottom of the barrel, James. Sort it out. But we've got... Um, I've lost my entire train of thought. We're moving the podcast to five o'clock because it's dying at yes. 12 on a Tuesday because everyone's at work. So we're going to see if that does well. It's not dying. It's still doing well. It's picking it up just, by the end of the week. It's just not as much as it will be. It's not as immediate. And I'll, I'll be honest, yeah. YouTube's algorithm needs immediate. It needs, it for it to keep pumping it out to more and more people, it needs immediate interaction. It needs need eyes on it straight away. It needs people watching it straight away, like it straight, and then yeah. watching the whole thing straight away. What's happening now is people are going, oh, great, the podcast's out. I'll bounce in. I've got five minutes. I'm on my lunch break. Tell you what, I'll watch that later and then coming back to it, which is awesome. Yeah. We love that. We love that you're getting the podcast, but that doesn't help us with the algorithm as much. So we've got to think about those things. And as we've been talking oh, in the Discord... The algorithm. Yeah, we were talking in the Discord. We said about this move and people people were literally like, whatever helps you with the algorithm. We yeah. know YouTube's a bit of a minefield and we appreciate that support. But it has moved to five o'clock on Tuesdays while we're trying it out. I'd love to keep it on Sundays, but as I said, weekends are really busy and it was, it was a lovely... Little look crew we had in lockdown life, wasn't it? Where we could literally watch the match virtually, then talk about it straight away, and then it went up the next morning for everyone to yep. still have those feelings. And that would be the ideal situation, but three o'clock blackout and all of that. Um, maybe one day. Maybe one day, but that would mean us not going to as many matches, which would suck. That is true. Yeah. Right. Now, into the podcast. Finally. Sheffield Wednesday played Shrewsbury Town this week. As we do, and is tradition on the Talking Wednesday podcast, Punk, what did you think of this match? Run me through it. I thought for 30 minutes, we absolutely dominated them. We should have been easily about 3-0 three, three up. Berahino to get his first goal for a club. It was an absolute bullet of the header. And it was a Bannon corner, which is also helpful. He could have had a second header and it just went wide. And we were peppering them. We were really going for it. We were looking good. Shadipo was doing really well. We were doing... It was like, right, we got this this time. We're going to do this. We then had the penalty. The, and we should have had three penalties in that first half alone, including the one we got. And even Shrewsbury's own commentator, someone said, said that as well. And that says a lot. Because we had that defence on ice. Because every time Shadipo got past someone, they were just pulling him down. Yeah, he looked pretty but mega, didn't he? I can't yeah. really just use that in actual vocabulary. But he, uh, he did look pretty good, Shadipo. He did. He looked quality. And the only thing which was the bit that I felt was Bannon took the penalty and he hit it wide. And he's not really recovered since that Bristol City penalty. Really, we're taking them. It seems like he confidence you up. But I also don't get... I understand he capped and I understand he takes the free kicks and penalty. I would have given that one to the striking lads. Lee Gregory or Berahino. We're going to talk Just about that it, a little take, bit later on. Uh, that's going to be a topic pressure itself. Off, take the pressure off yourself. But then we let them come at us a little bit. And our goal screams a little bit of a makeshift back four again because Hook got played in the middle of the park which is not where I like him to play. I like him to be in that defence. He looks pretty solid with Iorfa in the back four. And it's another Bailey Peacock foul mistake as well, which is creeping a little bit. And I wonder if the confidence is there. But at that point there, 
when he makes that mistake, somebody should be just be whacking that into Rose head and just clearing it out of the way as far as they can. And it just didn't happen. It was a lucky goal for them. But after that, second half, we did look good and we kept on going forward, but we did lose a bit of momentum. We had a goal that was clearly onside. Quite the refereeing clearly. standards in this division is atrocious and we need to get used to this. Same in the championship, to be honest, though, mate. Let's be honest. How many times yeah. last season we were going, well, that's wrong. That's wrong. Yeah. It was, but it was a clear onside goal, and you get you get that penalty, you get that onside goal, you're winning three 0 and that's the game. I don't really see with that goal how you are calling that offside unless you've just guessed. If you didn't see it, I think he didn't see it in time, and he just no. guessed because Shadipo moved well, thinking, and it was a great what ball. What shall I have for tea? I think he was just not. He was ball watching probably, and mm. and he wasn't looking at the run. When yeah. your job as a linesman, it was almost like <laughs> it was almost like he was like getting ready for his first day, you know, and he's really excited to be a linesman. And yeah. I, I, find, I feel a bit mean saying that, but like he, true, it was, oh, it was it just was poor, poor, it was very, very poor. And more came out at the end of it and said it was a clear goal and stuff like that. And but then, one, then one, the, the it, side of it was go, people were going like, oh, but. We need to be burying that, and we need to be. It shouldn't be a case of a missed penalty and offside goal. I'm like, we should, we should still be winning that. And I'm like, right, yeah, we should. But if it, <laughs> if we hadn't missed the penalty and the offside goal and the stuff which yeah. wasn't offside, we'd have won three one, which is a pretty yeah. convincing win. Do you know what I mean? And I don't, I don't think we lose a goal if we go two nil up. I think that's quite solid. Then the th- the only the thing is, I've seen it all over. Twitter and social media, all the loud mouths and people who shout the loudest get seen. As what, always. you mean there's people on the internet with an opinion that are sharing it? Yeah. It's really? Weird, isn't it? Yeah. But all the people going, uh, more out, this is not good enough. It's early days. It's a long season. This is like seven games in. And like, I did a stream on Sunday where I was talking about it and people were turning around and saying, I'll say, you just need the team to gel. It's like, well, other teams have had a lot of play come in and they gel quickly. Yeah, it's what you're doing have great. They? It's what you're doing have amazingly really? well. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, just because a team comes together and they, you, you're expecting them to play straight away, it's not FIFA. It doesn't work like that. They've got to get you to people's runs. They've got to get you to how someone else plays. There's met. I say mama, men, no, I'm not even going to try it. Um, they got to understand each other's game plan. And more is building something here, and it, you can see it working. Yes, some people said the tactics were not right, but I understood why he did it. You could see he had to take Shadipo off. He was blowing. You could see he took Berahino off. He not had much time, game time. Dunkley looked like he was blowing out his backside at one point, and it, which is a bit worrying. Um, Maybe he had a dodgy but... curry. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Carry on. I thought you'd be able to but, keep your stride. I'm sorry, mate. Carry on. Uh, but yeah, there, there are signs there that we're getting there. And defensively, I think at the moment we're chopping and changing too much at the back and we need to get a settled back four and keep it at that back four. This is the only issue with how many loans we've got there's only so many that can play mm-hmm. so we're going to have that situation where some players are going to miss out with due to this it's like the whole reason why 
Patterson and uh my brain gone dead. Byers missed it. Patterson. It was just rotation. It was just keeping the squad fresh and keeping everything fine in that thing. We are, once this clicks, I think we're going to give teams a battering. Oh, yeah. Because we are making the chances. We're just not taking them. If we can take the chances we make, a team's going to get a battering from us. And if we can defend how we have done at times earlier, we should be okay. But we've got to get that defensive back line sorted. Yes, we've noticed everything he's been doing is shooting practice and stuff like that in the videos. But more being a central defender when he was, he will not be happy with how our defence have been. He will be fuming with how it is. And I think Darren Moore in front of camera is completely different to Darren Moore behind the scenes. That Could people go, oh, he's too nice? I don't think he's nice to the player when they've done that kind of performance or how it was at Plymouth. He'll, he'll have things to say. But you tend to find... Right, who no, you? Not many managers are actual arses to the press anyway. So no. it's too nice. Yes, it'll seem nice in all the media stuff, but the the point is, you you don't give that side to the press because the press are just doing their jobs right. You're not responsible for the press in a way. You wouldn't nope. you wouldn't show that side of you. You would give it to your players. It, also, it would stop you getting another job. Right, didn't if you're. If, if you're that kind of way, and say you come out of it all the time, and um, uh, say you go for another job, so you might go, well, we saw you speak like this to the press. Is that how you speak to players as well all the time? You I, know what I mean? I mean, I don't know if that holds up, to be honest, because with the, the amount now, of arses that get many jobs. Remember, uh, Steve Bruce is uh, is not one to walk away, uh, apparently, oh, God, in yes. his latest <laughs> press talking. Not in my nature. Not in his Excuse nature. Me? You went and took the dog for a walk and then you ended up at Newcastle with a job. <laughs> <laughs> and you took that dog for a walk while you were away. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he's got to be quite close to nature being a snake. Anyway, so let's uh, move on, shall we, from Shrewsbury yeah. because we just, need to, we just need to sort it out, right? We just need to... Any other day, that's a win. I will yeah. be concerned after this week. I'll be changing my tune a little bit if we can't beat a struggling Ipswich, right? There's, on, there's only so many times you can use the we need time to gel. Mm-hmm. And he used it a couple of times now. And if it's still not doing after a couple of games, then you've got to go, right, you've had that time to gel. Why is it not working? What's not right? So 10 games. Yeah. 10 games in this also, season. Also, we are on the same amount of points as we were when we last got promoted from League One. That's where we are now. So. Yeah, well, we went on a hell of a... The worrying thing about that, though, mate, we went on a hell of a run at the end of the season. <laughs> yeah, we did. I, you remember, that run was something... Oh, Insane. And we also it. had someone called Mikhail Antonio. Whatever happened to him? I don't know, actually. You know, probably nothing. Um, yeah. Anyway... Well, you know, we sold him to Nottingham Forest and got a really good deal, like 1.8 million or whatever it was, and we thought that was a yeah, really... Yeah, never, he, never, he never wanted to leave either. No, we actually forced him out, apparently. Yeah. Well done! So, we just mentioned FIFA. By the time this podcast comes out, you are less than 24 hours from me getting my hands on it, um, which means 
I will probably yes. be they won't so this comes out on a Tuesday. There's a chance I'm streaming Wednesday night, late Wednesday night. Go follow me at DexterityBox on Twitter because if we if I'm streaming it, I'll be streaming the probably the creator club on Twitch. We'll be doing it, we'll create our own club and move our way through the leagues. Tada, Wednesday career is gonna come back to YouTube. That will probably hey. fo- that will probably follow um very shortly. If you're in a Discord or not if you're not in our Discord, so to speak, sorry, get in our Discord because I yeah. am not gonna be taking YouTube comments for the first few signings in the first season. It's gonna be all through Discord. You know, I'm contemplating buying an Xbox so I can get FIFA and we can do a maybe on Dream playing each other. I wouldn't want to embarrass you like that. I will allow it for the channel and the community to watch me get absolutely stuffed. I mean, I'm not very good at FIFA, but um, I do. I can. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait a minute. I need to rephrase that. He's not going to beat me up. No, well. Depends. He's taller than me, though. It depends how many spelling mistakes you put in the document next time, for Christ's sake. And formatting, lad, formatting. Actually, I wrote this document for once. It's nice. That's why uh, yeah. it's got nice sections. The titles are nice. Everything's not backwards. There's not links everywhere. I'm like, where is this even in the document? Yeah. but um, Peter, James is just saying, don't try doing documents, Jake. It doesn't help me. Even though it does help him. It helps me when you get it all in there. That sounds weird. (laughs) (laughs) It helps me when you put everything in the document. (laughs) What doesn't help me is when I go through and go, I've pretty much got to rewrite this entire document. But um, you're doing very well. Christ on I've done great this this week. I put one story in. That's it. Yeah. And it's this one, which I've obviously then actually I actually deleted everything you did and went and got all the things anyway. So um This is interesting, right? Mm. I wonder how many people thought their uh podcast had died there through their audio. Because we should start doing that, putting little pauses in just to make people go, Oh, have I accidentally tapped my headset or something? That would be um mean but funny so we're gonna no we're not gonna tread on eggshells with this but we also i don't know anybody in this organization right i'm sure you don't know anybody in this organization It's, it's weird usually one of us knows somebody right the the i'll go for it right yeah so it's it's weird because it's I don't really, we don't really know the full details, but I'll just read you what we've got. So the, the Wednesday Trust have fallen out with the club so by the looks of it, right? Or should we say that the club have sort of just like gone, see you later to, to them? That's what it looks like from what I'm picking up here. Uh, now, this trust is a part of, there's a lot of confusion that the trust was the supporter engagement panel. Now, I've got to clarify the engagement panels made up of quite a few Wednesday groups. Not us, even though we yeah. applied. Um, we did. There's <laughs> Obviously. There's the uh, East Midlands Owls, London Owls, Owls America's Proud Owls, Sheffield Owls Disabled Association, was the Sheffield Wednesday Supporters Trust, Southwest, yeah. South Wales, Sheffield Wednesday Supporters, Wednesday Ike, Wednesday Ladies, West Midlands Owls, and Wise Old Owls. Right. Um, 
And I have think I do think that actually some of the other Wednesday podcasts are part of those organisations and actually go and represent through the pod their podcast. There's through a the couple of there's also a couple of Facebook groups who are on. Yeah, well. I because uh, I've noticed in the in the reads, even though they're not part of the official panel thing, there is a few from some of the you know the long running mm. Wednesday podcasts. So the the ones that I think they're part of Wednesday I or something like that. Yeah. So that's how they it's, go through and yeah. they go through that way. I don't know any uh, them anyway, but anyway, um, that is not all of them. This is just the trust. So this is the supporters trust, which were the bigger part is of it. it because you this, remember the trust came about when Chan, the whole situation with Chan Siri was popping off and mm-hmm. people wanted some clarity. So they set the trust up, got a lot of members very quickly, actually. Yeah. I'll read you this. This is off their latest site. So... Quote, we have always held concerns about the way in which the supporter engagement panel was established by the club in early 2021. These concerns relate to a lack of written constitution, no written rules, a lack of transparency and accountability and the club controlling panel membership. In effect, a club led and controlled process. We know that the Football Supporters Association provided the club with a ready-made model and memorandum of understanding for how a supporters advisory board could operate but sadly the club declined to utilize that and instead went their own way there was a mediation process to resolve the differences over the establishment of the supporter engagement panel and all concerned club trust and panel agreed to draw a line under those events and move on we agreed to play our part in trying to make the process work we attended two meetings of the panel that have taken place since then we contributed a letter to the club from panel members suggested agenda items and made comments on the draft terms of reference for the panel the last meeting of uh, the ep that we attend Engage- engagement panel i'll just i'll re- therefore i'm referring to it as ep by the way back into the quote because uh, they're doing it it makes it easier that we attended was on the 27th of may 21 to discuss a draft statement on the 1920, 1920 season, season ticket refunds and discuss possible season ticket prices for the 21-22 season. After that meeting, we wrote to the club to express how useful that meeting had been. These were not the actions of people trying to disrupt the EP process. On the 16th of August, 2021, totally out of the blue, we received communication from the club which asked us, brackets, under threat of expulsion, to step down from the engagement panel. Their reasoning for this was, we had continued to raise issues directly with the club rather than solely through panel meetings. We did not apologise for this as panel meetings take place infrequently and some issues cannot wait to be raised. We have leaked information from panel meetings. No evidence was provided for this allegation, but reference was made to a trust statement on the 17th of June on the lack of season season ticket refunds for the 2021 season. That was announced by the club on the 15th of June. We provided evidence to show that we had not leaked information, that the club's own public statements were published before the minutes of the May EP were published, breaking their own rule, and that our statement on the 17th of June was in response to that of the club on the 15th of June. That we had commented publicly on a matter that we had not raised at a panel meeting on the 27th of May. We were not offered evidence on what this comment was, but we believe this refers to our 17th of June statement on 2021 refunds. We had previously written to the club requesting those refunds to be available and we raised this at the EP meeting on the 27th of March. The panel meeting was on the 27th of May 
called by the club to consult on a statement from the 1920 season refunds on a draft season ticket price and on draft season ticket prices for the 2021 season. Lots of seasons. On the 17th of June, we were responding to the club's confirmation on 15th of June that no 2021 refunds would be available. And in any case, we reject a rule that limits us to only raising issues via the panel only. That we had commented publicly on the matter without consulting other panel members first. Again, we believe... Oh, this is another one. So that we had been commenting publicly on a matter without consulting the other panel members first. That's the sentence. That's what they were accused of. Again, we believe this refers to our 17th of June statement on season ticket refunds for 2021. We reject a position that the trust would have to consult non-trust members on what the trust can communicate to trust members. We made it clear to the club on the 27th of August that we had no mandate from our members to withdraw from the panel and believe that there was no justification for our removal as it was based on no evidence and no transparency as to how this decision had been made or by whom. In response, the club did not address the factual evidence we had presented, but instead made it clear that our removal from the panel was still the intention. Right, we'll start there. Okay. Um, because that was a bit of reading. I want to break that up with, there's a lot of bit of, basically the overview of that is the club have said they've done these things. We don't want you on the panel anymore. Yeah. We'd prefer for you to step back off the panel. They have provided evidence that they haven't done that i will play devil's advocate they are pretty much admitting to breaking one of the rules just because they don't agree with it yeah so i understand the other side of it i understand they probably presented evidence but i think when a club wants to have control of something like this the supporters engagement panel seemingly was you know we we said it at the time we said this looks like it's going to be quite controlled right yeah. the, the the right questions will not be asked here um, without you know it leading to confrontation and things like that. However, that I understand what they're saying with the well, you know, we can't always wait for a panel. Some things need to be addressed with the club. But if you're playing this game, you've got to follow it because if they're looking to kick you out, then you give them a reason to kick you, you give out. It, you give them, you give them the bit that they wanted to go right. You can't do it then because if everyone else has agreed to it, and then you go. So while well, I'm doing this, mm. it's I understand why they were doing it, and I understand the urgency why they did it. But at the same time, don't give them ammunition to do what they've done. Pretty much it. That's what I'm saying. If you felt like you were on the line with it and you were disagreeing with a lot of the club, and you felt that there was any air attention around it, do not give them any formal reasons to kick you off. Because now, reading that, even reading that as somebody who goes, you know what, the club need a bit of, you know people talking to them and, and fans yeah, and, and the trust, the, the intentions were great when it was set and up all, and going for it. You know, I'm all for mm, fans, you know, getting together exactly. and speaking to the club. And I'm sure you were about to say the same. I was. We definitely don't need those panels getting kicked off because of a technicality and then the club can enforce that technicality. There'd be a lot more backlash to this if you guys had got kicked off and you'd not broke one of the select rules. However, I do see why we'd need to write to the club, you know, but we, you don't need to be in that engagement panel to write to the club. There is that side of it. You can still be a trust and still write to the club quite frequently, and you don't have to be part of that panel. That panel, if that panel is a yes, nod your head panel, 
then maybe it's better to not be part of it. Maybe it's better to raise issues on stuff like that. Obviously, the Talking Wednesday separate. podcast is a, a step, you know, a step away from the club. Even though actually, technically, we don't really annoy the club from what what we've heard anyway, because we don't really yeah. we we try and present balanced arguments. But we wouldn't be afraid to speak our minds as well. You know, we. Yeah. But it's for for Christ's sake, it's been our clubs all our life. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. it's probably the thing. You know, carry on. Go on. Sorry, punk. I, I'd be very interesting to see if what people have said and stuff, because the whole thing about not leaking stuff, there are times where you saw stuff from the support trustee like that come out, but why is nobody else who's on this panel putting this out there, mm-hmm. in a sense? Because they're all quite quiet. But I understand why they do that, because the trust are trying to keep the yeah. transparency they set the trust up in. But I think under the the terms of the engagement panel, that is not, it's clear that the transparency can't fully be there. Yeah. I don't, I think obviously you you can you should be able to refer to the one bit was a bit weird that I read in one of the emails later on or something because they put a put an attachment to this with emails back and forth with the club. Uh, I tell you what, I'll write the email that was sent from the club to the panel um, earlier on when they asked about read. the rules and things like that. Yep, I'll read it. Thank you very much. All right. Um. We write in response to you, note of 27th of August. We want to clearly understand the club's position regarding future relationships with the trust. Oh, this is what they sent to them, sorry. So that we can calmly work out a way forward. We wish to avoid a war with words between the club and the trust at a time when there is much positivity around the club. We therefore have some genuine questions of clarifications that are set out below. The conclusion... Uh, of what we have drawn from your communication on the 16th of August is that the following rules apply to being a member of the supporters engagement panel. Um, one, a member of the panel cannot comment on any matters discussed at the supporters engagement panel unless the meeting, unless and until the agreed meeting Me. minutes have been published. Now, this is interesting because even if the meet, does this mean that like you still can't talk about it with the unless and until, but or you can talk about it afterwards? Did they ever break that? I don't know the timelines. Maybe I don't know. Oh. Two, a member of the panel can only communicate with the club via the supporters engagement panel and should not communicate with the club outside of the panel process, e.g. by writing to the club. Now, that one, they have broken. They said they don't apologise for, right? Which is, I think, is the reason they've been kicked out. Yeah. Right? Because they are probably not getting the other groups that are in that panel writing to the club. You know, but I I do have to play the side. I understand why you're writing to the club because you're trying to get your answers out there. But if everybody else is following the rules in that engagement panel, you don't need the panel, right? Still write to the club. The interesting thing would be when does it, when was the last proper meeting and stuff as well? How long are these meetings in between? That we don't know. I wondered if this was just a boys club. Do you know what I mean? Not technically, obviously, there's probably there's female representation there. Hopefully, they better bloody be. I don't know. I don't know the full extent of who's on the panel, but. You, what I mean by a boys club is, is this just a loving? Do you know, is this, what, oh, let's mm. talk about merch and what sort of things you'd like to see from the club and all construct. This isn't actually addressing, is this engagement panel even addressing the things? Because we've read the notes. We always read the notes on the podcast. Yeah. And when I've seen stuff, I'm like, none of the issues are getting raised here. Every time you look at it, it just looks like, look, we're not going to answer day-to-day running at the club. We're not going to answer this. At the end of the day, I understand why these are important, but you've also got to remember there's only so much the club is going to allow to come out. Um, This is what I'm saying now. Are they? Because if this is what happens when you sort of like push back Mm. a little bit and they look for a way to break you off on the technicality, you know what I mean? Because you've been writing to them. We don't know how much they write to them as well. You know, there there could be a, a few letters about everything with it. 
I don't know. Chancery might see it as, as this group's trying to act above all the other groups that are in the group if they're behaving. I'd, I don't know if I'd see it that way. I'd I'd worry about I'd worry about the fact that this is probably just a, oh let's hear your positive things to talk about yeah. the club and way we can like put different food on at the club and maybe oh yeah we can look at this not at the actual things but if that's what they want the panel to be then that's 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 just the way we've got to accept the panel. If it's their panel, yeah. They, they, their panel, they can do what they want. Just don't turn this into the Alan eras when he was there and he was fighting with fans. At the end of the day, see what you get back response. Hopefully there's a positive outcome from this and it can carry on going forward. But you've got to be careful how you poke the bear, to put it lightly. Number four, which the asset of clarification on is quite interesting. A member of the panel cannot comment outside of the panel on matters that have not been raised at supporters' engagement panel meetings. So basically, I think they're implying that the club is trying to gag everybody that is now in the engagement panel about talking about anything, which if that was the case, I wouldn't want to be in it. But I don't... No. I don't know, though, because... Weird, isn't it? I'll be honest, I'm not really big on in the Wednesday scene, right? I don't have a time to consume a lot of content. Mm. I generally, the content I consume is mainly like gaming, you know, tech stuff that I'm interested in. That's why the Talking Wednesday podcast is probably a little bit different to some of the stuff you see because I make it not taking inspiration from anything. We we made it and we brought it something different. Yeah. If, if anything, this format's sort of like based off loads of like stuff that I enjoy outside of football. But it's... I don't think that there's too many people that would be involved in the sort of podcast that that don't comment on things unless, mm. you know? So that one can't really be a thing because there is also people that go in the club, in, in on the club, they have a few drinks and go in on the club a lot yeah. harder than we do, you well, remember, know? Remember when we had the whole situation where we had the whole article from The Athletic? Yeah. The club could quite easily have got in touch with us and said, uh, We'd like to say you not do that. He take that down. It's like, well, no, you can't because it's a fan channel. Yeah, exactly. It's but if if podcast. if what they're suggest implying there is the fact that anybody who would put something about that or try and talk about it, they could gag them in a way. I don't know. It's it's interesting because I haven't seen anything from the others about this mm. who were in it. It just seems like it's a supporter trust. Please uh, if- reach out to us. Talk yeah. to us more. You can either talk to us on the record, off the record. Even though, as we said, we're a fan channel, we don't, we don't technically, you know, we don't technically have, or we wouldn't have a journalistic code to follow. I do follow journalistic code anyway, and people can talk about us to all. So, if you are part of one of the other, other establishments, one of these, one of these groups, and you want to give us a bit of information on it and give us what? a bit of backstory, please feel free to reach out at Dexterity Box what on Twitter at Punch Forty One. Don't make this messy than it already is. Yeah. Because it could get really messy and we don't need that right now. We don't need something getting, you know what I mean? Yeah, we well, they... For a couple of seasons. I think a couple of them involved are still sticking around. Um, you know, there's... They can still be part of certain things or they've they've disagreed to be part... It's just weird that it's only this one that we're hearing from. I agree that with that. Mm. But... Because if it was like there was backlash from the other ones, I'd be, I'd be like, oh, the, the club the, the club is falling out with fans. This is ridiculous. But I don't know if it's just the specific nature of what's gone on with the trust and 
looking at it, obviously, logistically, it, it genuinely looks like it's just, you've been writing to us. Maybe the others haven't been writing to us. You know what? You're out. Which mm. you could take your view on that, whether the club's been unfair there or not. <sighs> I don't know. I'd, I, it's a weird one on this one because I think the trust was formed with good intentions and I'm not trying to bash yep. the trust here, but also I don't want to go too hard in on, on the club if they've they've not exerted this to anybody else and there's there's still people doing that and people know what the engagement panel was mm. and maybe the trust wanted to take it somewhere else, even if I think that maybe, yes, the, the, I, we'd be saying all the time these engagement panels shouldn't exist unless they're getting pressed, you know? Yeah. So. I think it's a case of what's this base? Yeah. We'll see how that one develops, if indeed it does. Let's talk about a bit more on the pitch now, shall we? Um, Barry Bannon and set pieces and penalties. This has been wrote into us um, in my Discord about it, but also we were going to talk about it anyway because there's a big, big debate going on about should... Let's talk about penalties specifically to start and then we'll move on. And the sort of dilemma that is Barry Bannon at the minute, because everyone's saying everything's going through him, and if he has an off day, we're we're you know we're we're, we're screwed. <laughs> but he's still the one that makes everything happen. But the I can see the counter argument saying if you're putting everything through him, of course he's going to be the one that makes everything happen. But against Shrewsbury, for me, he could have created three goals. Well, he could have had yep. one and created the others. You know, so should he be on penalties first and foremost for you? No. Okay. I think I think if we got a striker on the pitch who's confident and stuff, because for a while it was Fletcher that was on penalty duty a lot, and then Bannon took that mantle up when Fletcher went. I think you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself as being captain and then being the person to say, I'm going to take the penalty. You don't need that pressure that he's already got. No. And it, that could mess your head face up in a game, if that sudden the thing. I think that's happened in this game a little bit. And I think it happened in the Bristol City game where you missed it. I think when you had that kind of pressure on your hands, and fair play for him to wanting that pressure, but I think when you're captain, maybe taking some of it away from you is probably a better idea. I I agree, right? And so does our audience, okay? Because uh, we asked on the Talking Wednesday Twitter at Talking Where to go follow it. Who do you want on penalties? Over 100 votes came in for this. There was th- four options. Bannon, Berahino, Gregory, or someone else. 2.9% went for someone else. Of course they did. Um, they'll run on the pitch and take them. 6.8% went for the current pirate penalty taker in Barry Bannon. 6.8%. Jesus. So it's between Gregory and Berahino. He's not. He's he's third out of that. Only yeah. point. Not even a full point four in front of someone else, right? Berahino came second with thirty four percent of the vote, and Gregory came first with fifty six point three percent of the vote. So our fan base thinks Gregory. Personally, I think Berahino, even though Gregory's taken Patterson set. Take up to take a couple last season. Yeah, but Berry, I uh, didn't put Patterson in. Maybe that someone else is Patterson for some people, or Windass yeah. maybe uh, when he's back. But yeah. Berahino used to be a decent penalty taker. Gregory, I'd I'd see either of those because Gregory took penalties yeah. for Millwall. Was it? I'm correct in yes. saying that. Um, 
Berahino though is is probably thirsty to get English goals into his system again, and I I don't think I think he's you got look at his re- look at his reaction after that first goal. I think he's got that kind of attitude to not really get uh, under the pressure of uh, taking. He can take the pressure of the penalty. So can Barry, but like he shouldn't really have to being the captain taking everything else. A lot of people say he's a captain that doesn't lead. He just yells at people. Um, I kind of get that. If you're looking around and some yeah. of the players aren't on your level, you know, because Barry Bannon, I'll, I will say it, he is on a level above. And I can see yeah. why people would see that to be the detriment. And is he more of a detriment when he's... The, the... the part of me that I think Barry Bannon captain has been not a lesser player, but he's lost a bit of a game. When he was, wasn't captain, he didn't have that pressure. He played with a little bit more freedom. No, no I know. I disagree. I mean. He didn't have the armband. He had Forestieri. There's a difference. That's the yeah, thing. There you go. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. For yeah, me, yeah, that's yeah. the thing. You, if the pressure wasn't always on him because he had Forestieri there who could do stuff. Yeah. You know. That's true. And when he didn't have Forestieri, he had Fletcher. You know, mm. and Fletcher. Was... It's, it's a difficult one because a lot of people at the start of this season were calling for Hutt to get the captain armband. Not for me. And. No. Not for me. Barry Bannon's because, a good captain. Because he's di- if you talk about shouting at players, yes, he's probably matey with them all, but his discipline record's not good enough for a captain. You've got to kind of like, you can't really go and be the one that hands out the fines to the club when you keep fining yourself. You know? Right. Right, Hutch. Who got fined today? Oh, me! <laughs> Just me. <laughs> yeah. With, um, with Barry, in... We'd have right if the if the um, linesman had been to spec savers, we'd have won through two Barry Bannon assists. Yeah, on Saturday, which people seem to be forgetting the point of. Let all the stuff go through him because he's miles above players in that league. He is mm. the best player in that league, hands down. Some people are saying Aidan McGeady. Right, okay, uh, n- no, but Aidan McGeady is a good player for this level. But watch Barry Bannon; he's just. He shouldn't be on set pieces though for me now. Apart from maybe he's going to get corners now, and he's already had yeah. he already had him, and I hated him on corners, but I can't really I'm say anything not, Saturday. I'm not happy with his free kicks either. No, I think I, I like wings free kicks a bit more. Mm. It's it got be interesting if this is a conversation that gets brought up between Darren and Barry, and seeing what happens and see what happens in training because it's been a while where. I think this is the first time in a while where Barry Bynum got a corner out. I think he got it right with Borna at the end of, in the Cardiff game. Borna. Where, where Borna, Borna, it doesn't make not in here anymore. I know, but that we we, we, like we, we finished the last podcast so well when we were actually talking about yeah. him. Let's not ruin it now. Go but on. that was, I think that was the last time he had a proper decent corner and this one was great. And the thing is, I it's, it's, a, it's a weird one because Players have got to step up for it then, so he doesn't have to go do it. For me, yeah, I think, I think he um, he doesn't need to be on the set pieces, you know, because he's. I I do commend him for being like taking it all on himself, but he. You just reminded me of being a captain. You can delegate. You can delegate. Go on. Someone sent me this ages ago. The reason why Barry Bannon's on corner because you wouldn't want him on the in the box, would you, Fredda? That's mean. And I, that's very mean. But 
I got the sentiment. At I the think time. we've actually discussed this before. I said no, but you'd want him on the edge of the box for if it comes mm, back. So he can smack it with his left yeah. foot. Why doesn't he do that? Because he's got a hell of a left foot, and I'd rather <laughs> him take the chances of just giving it knowing that if it falls to him on the well, outside yeah. of the box, we could just go shoot and he puts it in the top corner. Maybe most of the time he puts it over the cop, but like he can try, you know? Yeah. For me, Definitely. you put somebody like Wing, who's already, you know, t- take the free kicks, take the corners, the corner comes in, it falls, there's a scramble in the box, it goes there, Banner's not that much of a big lad, but it sort of deflects off. Maybe I offers in the box. He's gone for a head. He couldn't really reach it. He flicks it back across the box. Banner's on the edge yeah. of the box, runs up with his left foot, Bang. smacks it. You know, that's a, that's the, another the set piece think, that we're cutting out. The only thing I can think is that Vi Bannon's not going to be someone you get to rotate a lot. Yeah, that's true. That's why he might be on set pieces. Because he knows he's going to be pretty much first. But that's why you have multiple set pieces, because the problem is, Mm. if you know Barry Bannon's taking all the set pieces as well, you can work out where a Barry Bannon set piece is going. Yeah. That's why you need options. But I... uh, Stop stop battering one of the best players we've had in absolute decades. He's only just come back on Twitter as well. Yeah. He's lovely to see, and he's been doing some really good, positive stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And if a a player has a bad game, I will never say a bad word against Barry Bannon. Good old Barry Battenberg. Um, that was an interesting stream. But uh, oh yeah, he. I will. I will criticize, obviously, but I will never, yeah. never say a bad word against his character with the club when he, uh, the way he signed last year, you know. So and the yeah. way he's still playing for us in the League One. Barry Bannon's yeah. a Rolls Royce in League One. Stop having a pop. Seriously, some of our fans. Um, speaking of Barry Bannon. He's the best player in League One officially where it matters, the FIFA 22 ratings. Yep. He is uh, overall 73. He's kept his rating from last year. 63 rare silver. He's got 68 pace, 74 dribbling, 64 shooting, 57 defending, 75 passing, and 56 physical. He'll be a great link for you if you're using... You're going to have fun with that next season. Definitely. Uh, We've actually got three of the best players in League One. He's also got the best passing and kicking, but there's five best stats, basically, that you've got. It's overall, which is Bannon. There's pace diving, which is... Pace diving? Pace... Is that meant to say dribbling? No. What? It's probably something else that I'm just being really silly with. Uh... Jones for Wigan's got 91 pace, so he's the pacey lad. Shooting, handling. Yeah. Right. Why? Yeah, somebody's put the wrong things in above here because they've given shooting slash. Oh, it's if it's a keeper. Right. They've been really lazy. Okay, EA. So, best shooting is the right midfielder for Fleetwood Pilkington, apparently. With 70 shooting, which is not a good sign. That's not a good sign. It's not a good sign, is it? Because uh, I think Berahina might not be in the game yet now. You know, he might not have been moved over to League One because Mm. I reckon his shooting must be better than that. You know. Uh, The best dribbling slash reflexes, and it's reflexes here, is Bailey Peacock Farrell is the best keeper in League One by a long shot, 72. And then the best defence slash, uh, yeah, best defence is Dom Iorfa who has got 
70 defence. Christ, League One. Uh, but he's got 81 pace. He's going to be a tasty silver again. He's a 70 overall. I think he was a 71 last season. So a little bit of a downgrade for I offer from the injury. But I am going to do my full ratings as soon as they get announced. They're probably going to get announced tonight. Um, I might even already have started covering FIFA 21 before I do the ratings. FIFA 22. That one. Thank you. FIFA 22. I will do the ratings for it. It's kind of like a tradition on this channel that I always talk about the ratings. So we will get there eventually. But I'm excited for this game. It's going to be... The good. ridiculous amount of money that it cost came out of my bank the other day, so I actually need to preload yeah. it, preload it tonight. Detail. So I need to do that as well. Okay, um, we used to talk about other clubs on this podcast, even though it's a Talking Wednesday podcast. We know we've got a lot of neutrals on this, and this is a big one that actually relates to Wednesday, so it's it's a good yeah. one to talk about. Derby County are to enter administration. This is from the club's website. Quote, Derby County Football Club today announced that the club the ultimate holding company of the group and all of the subsidiary companies have filed notices of intentions to appoint administrators. The action was made necessary by a number of developments. Last week, it became clear that the processes which had been underway to identify a purchaser for the club likely would not be productive over the near term, despite the number of negotiations with credible parties. Because of the COVID-19 pandemic has had severe impact on the revenues and profits Profits, profits of all its businesses. The club has been unable to service its day-to-day financial obligations. The directors had no choice but to make a tough decision to take this action to protect the club. The irony is that the club's financial forecasts show the emergence of a financially sustainable picture. Absent the COVID-19 pandemic. Absent. All oh, right, okay, yeah. they're being posh. We undoubtedly yeah. would have been able to trade through. However, the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic, how many times is COVID-19 mentioned in this? There's, there's about two, five three, more I can see. Four. And the unpredictability it has created re- represents too much of a strain. As the COVID-19 pandemic and the lockdown tightened their grip, the club's revenues and cash flow took a circa £20 million hit. This season, COVID-19 has continued the Drink. negative <laughs> the negative effect on the club's revenues. Unlike other sectors, football has been... Oh, right. Okay, we get it. Everybody's had a really bad time in football. But Mel Morris is jumping shit, basically. Putting yeah. it into admin. He's had enough. Also, That's what this says. Yeah. Also, every other club had issues with COVID-19. I spoke to a couple of Derby fans who have said, this is a cop-out. This is a complete and utter cop-out. Of course out. it is. Mel Morris is not a We were in the same situation. Is, the thing is, yeah. we were in the exact same situation because we were getting battered with financial fair play, as these are, yeah. right? But Ch- Chancery, you can see in the accounts, he's been bankrolling us. And he's as an yeah. owner, he's been putting his own money in, basically not doing very well with financial fair play because of it. But he's, he's kept, kept us sustainable. And he said that yeah. he's going to keep us sustainable. And he's going to, well, not sustainable, but he's, he's, he's sustaining the club, sorry. He's, he's trying. You know, he's actually sustaining the club. We're not sustainable at the minute. We are turning around no. to be sustainable, but he's actually pumping it in to keep us alive. And COVID was no difference there. Now, the, the, th- the interesting thing here is that it's also, if it's all the companies, bye-bye stadium. Oh, yeah, cause because they did is, the stadium thing as well, is, didn't they? That stadium is under one of the companies that have bought it. And if it's all companies, then what goes on with the stadium? A lot, of, when, a, a, a lot of Wednesday fans have gone, should we be happy about this? Because Derby were a bit 
I actually have to say there was a lot of uh, Derby. I didn't mm. have any issue with Derby fans at the end of the season. We did a stream. A lot of them went, we should be yeah. down instead of you. We're even more of a state than you. You know, it's going to be us next season. They were saying this. It is and, and hellsome. Yeah. The, the Wednesday side of it is, should this have happened sooner? Should this have saved us last year, potentially? Never celebrate another club's misery. No, that's what fair. I'd say as well. I would say that it should have happened last season with the FFP because yep. it was... It was just the delay process that made it come to light this season. But, you they, know? but this is the, but this is the EFL though. The EFL are not very good at this side of the game because they move the goalposts a lot and change it up, or they delay and delay and to get things right. Like the wording when it came out when they were talking about their nine points deductions. Like we, the EFL and Derby has agreed. Like. Nobody else agreed. Yeah. We just got given it. Exactly. And no, that was what I found really, really weird. And then people coming to Derby's defence that the Super League can happen, right? But Derby County have been financially ruined. I'm like, right, have you been watching Derby County? Because even their fans have gone, we've been taking the mick a little bit here, mate. Yeah. Especially with the Wayne Rooney stuff, right? That and was all, Wayne, when and it was the already is, terrible. If you're bringing, if you're bringing in administrators in, the first person who's going to go is Wayne Rooney. Yeah. Because they're going to go, your wage is too high, bye. It's... And the problem is, they haven't got a Wigan situation where Wigan had players to sell. All, nearly all, bar one player, are on end, of, they're all up for one season. There's no fire sale that they can do. They can't do a Wigan. I mean, their wage, it will be a te- it's sort of fire sale when they lose that big wage bill. Yeah, but, but they're not going to get money for no, it. No, yeah, definitely not. It's... That you you'll notice that Punk there said nine points, right? That was for FFP. Mm. Yep. Automatically, it's a twelve point deduction for entering admin. Now, there's it's very, very, very likely that they get combined together this season and they hit a twenty one point Minus deduction. 21. Yeah, minor twenty one, you're done. It it'll be hard. And if you did it, well done, congratulations. If this has happened in the future, but that's hard. That's a hard thing. The and EFL relegated us last season. They did. Yeah. But they are burying Derby. Which, to be honest, I'm sorry. Like, they have... It's not I the, fans. the it's fans. It's not the fans. It's not the fans. No. But Derby have been the worst at it. And their fans knew it. And I felt for them because they were going... Yeah. We're an absolute mess. A lot of their fan base have just been waiting. Mm. They have just been waiting for this and thinking that... And the thing is... But, Mel Morris is a Derby lad. He was like rag to riches. He bought Derby. He's meant to. They were very close to going up a couple of seasons ago. They didn't and learn though. The problem was no. like Chancery, he had one go at it and messed it up and then had to start the recovery. And you've seen it in our accounts. He literally started as soon as he threw money at it and it didn't work the first time and he saw we were going to get into trouble. We still got into trouble, but he, the accounts after showed that he was, yeah. he was bringing it off. Derby went for it and then just kept chucking money at it and kept I think, chucking I think money one at it. One season, it was at eighty million in transfers. Yeah, uh, and, then, and, then, like... and then we're looking at dodgy deals, like with the, uh, the you know alleged dodgy deals, alleged dodgy deals with the the thirty two bet or whatever, whatever it yeah. was. The with the Rooney stuff, there was some rumors coming out of that that it was uh, it was a really dodgy way of getting around financial fair play that didn't the the EFL didn't like back then, then either. The stadium situation can't really it's, talk about sorry stadiums but you know um, no no but they, they did they, they, got, they were told that they, they inflated get, their value they, as well so they got cleared but they did get cleared of that yeah it, it's this whole situation where 
if you're going to feel for, for any club, feel sorry for Wickham. Because this is a bit math even worse because if they get it, Wickham stay up. Yeah, it wouldn't have been us actually because of the draw, would it? We wouldn't have been no. saved, no. It would have been Wickham. At the end of the day, this has been coming for a long time, timing-wise, but then when they're on the up. To be fair, didn't affect them at weekend, got a win. So that's good if to anything, see. If anything, it spurred them on a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Wayne Rooney's talking but, about like trying to financially support all. I hope he does that, financially support all the staff, because obviously he's a very well-off man. Interestingly, on the day Derby put out that they went into administration, Wayne Rooney liquefied his uh, image right company and he's going to get a 21 million windfall on the same day. I'd hope that would be because he's going to try and put a bit of that into well, giving like the, the staff is, a year's salary as they go. But he didn't know about Derby's situation. Oh no, he found out on night. Sky, didn't he? He found out on Sky. That's what I felt a bit weird at. Oh. Unless, the way he said it, he well, didn't. you could tell he was a he was a bit annoyed. I I think he did actually get found out on he found it out on guy because they are not very good at communicating. I just thought if you're a derby this, fan, this was coming a mile you. off, right? From a Wednesday yeah. perspective, because we've obviously got, try and do the Wednesday tinge on there. It if this had happened last season, or the even mm. just the FFP stuff, right? They've got away. You forget they've got away with quite a lot of the FFP stuff. They've had a lot of the stuff just like yeah. the EFL have gone fine. That's what the agree to the points deduction was. The, you know, nobody gets to sit down and agree with how much they're going to get punished, right? Unless you're into that sort of thing. <laughs> this podcast is going places. But um, it's, it's one of those where they got away with stuff, right? Get back on track. Yeah. Get back on track. Yeah. Enough jokes. Um, they got away with quite, quite a bit. Even, and even they're still getting hit with the going, stuff. How are we doing this? But if that had happened last season, I do think we'd have stayed up because we'd have. The problem yeah. for us was the demoralising, always looking at the bottom of the table. If we had another club in the situation, we'd have felt like we we're in more of a battle with Derby for it. You mm. know, uh, I don't really care now because I think we'd have struggled this season. I really think we'd have struggled this season because yeah. we needed a rebuild anyway. I do feel for Derby, who are going to go through it because the thing is, if they've got, they are, they can't fire sale and. That if no. it's true that they were still like spending, 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 they're going to have to recover and they could go what all the way down. What assets have they got? What assets have they got, really? The, uh, the ground is technically now the administrators. You've got players who are at, on short-term fit contractors anyway. Training ground? They're going bust. I don't know. They've gone bust. Yeah. Yeah, I really hope they could- they're able to... Get a good administrator in, find them a decent-ish buyer who does it and do a Wigan, but you have to learn from this now. I really hope they're not the next, because they could be the no, first d- big club to go that way. I don't think it can happen. Yeah. I, I don't, don't think, think it, it can happen. I think there's enough there to save, but it's always been interesting when you do the Derby situation because it's always been, oh, we want to buy a club. Why can't we look at your books? Mm-hmm. Why are we not allowed to look at your accounting stuff? Because that's always been the case. It's always been something not being able to get looked at or whatever. For the fans, I feel for you, but to blame it all on COVID is a joke. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Every club, every club went through it. You, you're still minted. You just don't want to put any more money into a football club. They hire the big name managers, though, you know. The, the managers mm-hmm. that do the thing, they never stop spending. And I don't feel from them for a, from a board level because they were stupid. From, but no. the fans, I feel eternally sorry for because they're the ones that suffer. But that, just like the Super League, the fans 
are going to suffer, right? Because that's yeah. the way it should have been for the Super League, right? Let's not get into that one. But I, that's the thing. Your cl- if your club doesn't follow the rules, the fans are going to suffer anyway. So unfortunately, yeah. Derby are well in the firing line for a lot of suffering, which sucks. Sorry, Derby mm. fans. Moving on to the League One roundup. Um, let's just give you the scores this week. Some pretty interesting games. There was um, Wigan winning 4-1 at Accrington Stanley. Plymouth beating uh, Wimbledon away 1-0. Rotherham beating Bolton 2-0 away. Cheltenham winning at home against Oxford United, who we play in a couple of weeks. Crew 2-0 against Burton Albion. The crew were at home. Donny Rovers at home winning 1-0 against Morecambe. Great result, this one coming up. Fleetwood Town, two. Sunderland, two. Yeah. Good result, that, for Fleetwood. Gillingham, one. Milton Keynes, Dons, four. Lincoln City, nil. Ipswich Town, one. Ipswich getting a win. Just in time to face Wednesday. Yeah. Portsmouth, one. Cambridge United, two. Sheffield Wednesday, one. Shrewsbury Town, one. Wickham Wanderers 2, Charlton Athletic 1. So some interesting results in League 1 this uh, week. Let's look on to our upcoming match for Saturday. It's Ipswich Town, who have got a record of 1-3-3. Six points. Less than a point a game. Yep. Their home record is no wins, three draws, one loss, three points. Yep. Three, they've got three points, but it's from three draws. That's amazing. Yep. Away record, one win, no draws, two losses, three points. So basically three draws and a win for it switch so far. Three losses. Yeah. Yeah. They've only won once, and it was Lincoln. Mm. And they're at home, aren't they? We're playing them at home. Yeah. Well, they're at home. Well, yeah, we're away. They've conceded 15, they've scored 11, so obviously minus four currently. Uh, Macaulay Bond, however, has scored five goals to them so far, so watch yeah. out for him. We need to watch out for him. What are you thinking about the Ipswich game? I hope we can go, o- go over there and get a decent result. I really do, but when I saw this result come in, it was like, this is sodding typical. A team who've been out of form, get a win, and then they're going to play us after we've been on okay form, but not the form. No, not won. really. Last but, three matches, two losses and a draw. You got you start looking like now, uh, we're actually out of form now. We need a match to kick, yeah. kick us on. It'll be interesting to see if Matt Penny plays and see what we actually get from the Wednesday lads. But this is a team that brought in 19 players, I think it was. So they're... That whole term. This is gel. the match that I thought was going to be the top two at the end of the season. Mm. Didn't it's be interesting, isn't it? Then players for Ipswich have not gelled. I just really hope this Lincoln winning them on a Saturday isn't the start of them gelling. It's going to be an interesting yeah. one. Um, I'm not the most confident, but I, I, I slightly am. I reckon we could. I reckon we could kick on. We just need that. We need the things to fall into place because we were not a bad side against Shrewsbury, nope. as much as people would have you to believe. We uh, and our way performance so won far, it. and our way performance this season been terrible. Yeah, yeah. This is we, need to, we need to turn it around. This is the match to yep. turn it around. Big time. 
against the team I don't want, have got good I don't players. want another away shirt getting criticised or stuck. We've got Paul Ray record. I love last year's away shirt. I love this year's away shirt. Please. I didn't realise how much we were in the minority of loving that away shirt because there's still so many people, even people I genuinely care about, like, like in the Wednesday circles, going like, it's pink. I can't wear a pink shirt. I'm yeah. like... But you're in your forties. <laughs> the amount of people wearing pink shirts at the game is insane. Mm. I think it is a popular shirt because there's shirt. a lot of people who it's will buy shirt. pink because they just don't want to get a normal Wednesday home shirt because they've got loads of them. It's a great shirt. You got one yet? Not yet. I kind of want to not actually look like pork inside of it. So I'm trying to trim down before I get mine a bit. Um, to our community section, which has made a return this week. So thank you for getting the community topics in. We still do need more. We still do need more, some interesting ones. Yeah. I will say community topic as always, as much as I love you writing in, please don't just go, what do you think about the game at the weekend? We're going to do that. Think about what we're not going to talk about. I mean, you can even ask me what, toppings are like on my pizza or what's the sacred sin or things like that be creative and we'll push those kind of topics to when we're talking absolute crap at the start of the podcast because we could do yeah. a sandwich of community topics the weird ones yeah. at the start the interest the the, 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 the interesting football based ones yeah. at the at the end i think that could be a that could be a podcast That's pie that that could be a podcast sandwich right first one from hub dub even though he's he actually doesn't use the t- username hub dub anymore but it'll always be hub dub to me in our current squad, who do you think that is the most skilled at playing FIFA? Also, do you think they would sign themselves on FIFA career mode? Um, I th- I think it's Windass. He likes no, FIFA. No, actually, no. He does like FIFA, but he's a bit of a... He, he loves his books now, so I don't know. Barry's played it on the Scotland channel. Yeah. Uh, I think it'll probably Palmer. be the young... I don't know. Maybe. I think the younger lads probably like FIFA a little mm. bit more. I FIFA's sort of my wind-down game when I've got that's the thing. I I stream it a lot, but it's actually yeah. the game that I'll play to wind down because I really like. Same. I will hard. I'll play like two matches a season and make and basically sim most of the season because I really yeah. enjoy the nerd side of it. So that's that's that one really. I, I'm I, about I, to I finish my Bradford City save, and it's been quite fun. Yeah, I've got Harrogate Town Premier League champions and Champions League tour and all that. So, yeah. um. Next one's from Jamin. Why isn't Deli Bashru starting? Why bring Hutch out of the back four? Good question. <laughs> it's actually a very good question. I think this because... is a typical example of it. Was si- he was signed under one manager, and the managers that have come in since haven't fancied him. Yeah. He was signed to be part yeah. of Monk's youth project. Darren Moore also likes to use youth as well, but he, has- he hasn't fancied him. Yeah, it does seem that way, doesn't it? To me, anyway. I would like to see. I like to see him play a little bit more because he's a good player, mm-hmm. and I think he's is he out of contract this year. I believe he is. It's on a th- three-year deal, him. didn't he? Was it a three or two? We'll we'll check that one out. But I think yeah. he definitely has to play more. He's definitely got something, and I definitely, I don't want to see Hutch in the midfield. No, either he needs to take the back four. Even I think even I also said he prefers him being next to him in the back four. Kind of thing. Yeah, rather than having it's... to pick pick him up when he's just gone for a slide on someone <laughs> and missed the ball. I mean, usually he takes the man out and breaks him on off, but if he does miss the ball, then Iofa's got to track back. 
Well, the problem is you said he normally takes the man out and breaks them in half, but then he normally breaks himself in half yeah. in the follow-through. Yeah, yeah. And we don't need you getting stupid yellow, stupid reds or injured. Yeah, we don't, but we don't need it does se- snapping. It does seem a bit like, uh, well, you were signed for another manager for that project, but he played quite a lot in pre-season. That's the thing. I so, thought we were going to see more of him come through, but that, then again, midfield's not really an issue for us. No. But which is also weird. Why would you bring Hutch out of it, out of the back yeah. four for it? Because we don't need him. No. I, Luongo would be the one for me there. The, the midfield for me is Luong, a midfield three of Adenir and Central, Bannon to the left yep. of him, Luongo at the right at the minute. And I, did, I wouldn't yep. have said that at the start of the season, looking at it on paper. But for me, that's our midfield. And that's not even taking into account Wing and Bayer. Buyers, you know. Mm. Okay, um, this one's from Ghost Isle 14, Bailey Peacock, Farrell, or Westwood. Still Westwood for me. Westwood. Still Westwood. Westwood. For Too me. early day for. He's good, but we are sh- seeing signs of maybe confidence being hit a bit and he can be a bit flappy. Which I don't was, think his confidence has been hit, mate, to be honest. Because, like, you talk about. That he, he needs to be able to trust his defense as well. Like he, if he mm. if he makes a mistake, his defense should be. And uh, what match was I watching? I was I was waiting for the Man United match the other day yesterday. Uh, time of recording this podcast, and I was watching the Dundee Dundee game. Yes, right. And there was a goalkeeper was not getting to it, but whenever there was danger in the box, his defenders were the always defenders. looking and getting on the line. Right. And the goalkeeper had been done about twice, but the, the the players were dropping back onto the line and covering the defend the goalkeeper if he was if he was unsighted or maybe he flapped it. You know, you need to do that as defenders. You need that, to take responsibility. Yeah. And in the two goals that we conceded recently, that could have been really handy having a defender on the line. Yeah, Palmer used to do it a lot. He doesn't do it so. Yeah, often I was anymore. about to say Palmer used to be the one that was put himself on the line and stuff. So yeah, no, it's still Westwood for me. Do we drop? Do you drop Hunt? By the way, talking about Palmer, what do you think? Uh, Palmer right, yes. Palmer right, Brown left for me. Pa- talking pa- about pa- this in the Palmer discard. Right. Yeah, Hunt, <sighs> too liability. He's not as fast going back nowadays, is he? No. And I like the blow there, I offered, so. But you've also noticed how I offered running back, and there was a there've been luck where he's gone. Just get back, either don't go forward or stay here. Yeah. <laughs> I think Hutch is uh, at the swan song. Uh, Hutch, mm. Hunt is at the swan uh, song. Yeah. Okay, this is taken from our Discord. Uh, a couple from Maple Leaf, actually. Decent suggestions. So at what po- point yeah. is it appropriate to get worried about results? Ten matches for me there for that first one. Yep. You did think the same? Yeah, I did. Um, another one was when Windass returns, where does he slot in and who comes out of the lineup? Do you have him cutting, cut, cutting in? This is where I was talking about the Palmer thing here. I said my Wednesday team would be, let's just talk it. So Peacock Farrell, left Brown, Hutch, yeah. Iorfa, Palmer right, in front of Palmer, Windass. have Windass yeah. on the right, Berahino up top, on the left wing have Shadipo, okay? Yeah. That's for me there. Pick your midfield yourself. But that is, that is how I do that, it. That, that is it. Because then you can let Windass cut in on that right. Yeah, exactly. He can act, he can he can take that free roll. He could even he could be sort of like an inside forward and yeah. cut in. And also the thing is, what I actually had it today of speaking to someone that we were talking about the whole Windass situation. He went, 
Oh, why we've got Windath to come back? There's a lot of people forgetting Windath to, to come back into the team. Can you, um, and I'll hold my hands up. I'm going to get pelted because I'd, for, I'd forgot. I, I'd actually forgot the reference, but now I've not. You're, you're an arse, and I'll just leave it at that. Shadipo and Windath going forward. No pace between them, really, is there? Uh oh. I'll just leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be rapid. It'd be rapid. And Berahino yeah. or Gregory Berahino or Gregory at the top of that take your pick. I know some people say it's isolated with one, but you wouldn't you wouldn't need two strikers up front with that. No. No. In my opinion, anyway. You know? I'd I'd like to see us do two strikers and just see what would happen. I'd like to see a traditional four four two just to see what the squad can do, but I don't think we're gonna see it. No, who would you put in your midfield then? Because obviously that would leave space for if it was for... Yeah, I'm doing maths now. It would leave space for a midfield three, that, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I hate doing maths when I'm tired. <laughs> I thought that's it then. Just take my, my midfield there would be... Just making sure this works. It would be four, it would be four, four five, one, would it? Yeah, four, five, one, technically. Or four four one one, yeah. Depending on how you play it, but I'd go. I'd go. If you're doing the four, if you're doing the four, yeah, I'd probably. I'd probably do four four one one. You're putting Windaf behind. Are you though? Having a central striker. Are you though? I'd put Andanir in there. Oh yeah. So I'd I'd do I'd do Palmer, Palmer Hutch. I offer. Sorry, sorry. Um. Brown, Hutch, I offer Palmer. Bat four doesn't change. No, exactly. Then I do Shadipo, Bannon, Luongo, Go. Windass. Then because Luongo, you could always switch him back to being in front of defence just in case of that kind of anchor man. Yep. And then in the space in front of that, I'd have Adeniran. And then I'd yeah. have either Gregory or Berahino up top. Probably Gregory yeah. in that situation because he links up well with Adeniran. Also, on that, though, I thought the link-up play with Berahino and Gregory looked pretty solid. That they're already starting to build a little bit of a partnership. There's options there, and a lot of people, especially uh, old football purists, want four four two. right? For me, it's 4 Cheer with, for that, with these With these players, it's four, it's four four one one for me at the minute. Mm. We'll say potentially four three three. But Yeah, we'll... I think that's what you're going to see more of. If I'm being realistic, it's four three three. Right. Yeah. That's all I've got today. That's all our community's got there. I'm, uh, I was not, that was, that felt like a bit of a meatier episode today, didn't it? It did. Last couple it of did. episodes have been quite light on the news, but that felt quite meaty. I enjoyed that one. That's, oh, yeah, it was good. Christ. The innuendos have been, might as well call it the innuendo so podcast many. today. Right. Anything left to say today, my friend? Take care of yourselves and hope family and friends are safe. Yes. I don't. I don't care. Um, no. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course, of course, I do. But uh... James is just going. F you all. <laughs> Have a good week, guys. Um, take care. We'll see you yeah. in the next episode of Talking Wednesday. <laughs>